is being attacked by a lot of gunmen. Please help. We are just defenseless girls. Oh, the gunmen are almost upon us. Those poor girls. We need to help them right away. I guess I could find out where they are. <laughs> it all smells awfully fishy to me. It stinks. It smells. You know, the enemy is sure to have picked up that transmission, too. And would people underground have communication equipment like that? Everyone shut up! Quit worrying about all the details! Do you want those babes to get completely wiped out while we're standing around arguing? If Kamina were here, he'd set out to rescue them without a second thought! <laughs> Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. He'll never be your bro. It's Bill. Yeah, that makes sense. He's good for nothing but digging. It's Andy. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> Was that homophobic? Uh, maybe. Not really. I'm bi. I mean, how can I be homophobic? But creating and raising children is a pastime of mine. I'm Josh. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> yep. <laughs> we hey, hey, we know I'm... you're somewhat good at it. Here's uh, <laughs> proof. Hey, at least I'm not like a parent in California. Uh, what? Yeah, without without a home? Because it's burnt down? No, having 13 kids, I keep shackled to their beds. Oh, constantly high because marijuana marijuana is legal there. Marijuana. Ma- the, the marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> the marijuana cigarettes. Oh, Lord. No, I haven't heard about that, but you can tell me about that off air. Yeah, uh, yeah. But no, let's talk. We're actually going to talk about episode 11 today of Gurren Lagann, the unending anime that never seems to want to die. Thus why Bill has an entire bottle tonight of Maker's Mark. Yep. And it stinks like whiskey or bourbon or whatever that is. I don't it's know. bourbon. Sorry, bourbon. I don't know my... Booze. All I know is that it you burns when I drink it. You drink wine all the time and you don't know booze? I don't... Yeah, because wine is different. Yeah, wine's its own thing. You wine's know, kind of its own thing. That's like that's you, like are saying... Are like one of those pretentious no, wine people that, that you not. can take a taste no. and uh, know exactly what vineyard it grew, it grew in and what year? No, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a 12-year-old child who <laughs> likes like really fruity, sweet wines and gets fucked up on those. That's that, that's that's the kind of wine drinker I am. Um, no, it's there. There are three. There are three major distinctions. I mean, one, one, you could be a beer person, you could be a wine person, you could be a spirits person, and they're all their own different world. They are certainly. Fair enough. I'm definitely a spirits. Per- well, I don't even know if I'm a spirits person. I'm a whiskey person. You're a whiskey person. You know, I don't. Rum's all right. Clear liquor doesn't do anything for me. Yes. I like beer. We definitely have a palate for, be- for beer. I'm definitely with you in the wine, though. That. I like fruity sweet wine that tastes like pop. Oh yeah, so good. Oh my god, I'm, I get so fucked up on it. It's great. Yeah, I'll admit, um, I like my wines red and dry and taste a little bit like cranberry juice. Yeah, like, like cranberry. That'd be cool. Get you a sippy you know, cup. Know ours I like have a bit of a cranberry. Yeah, feel I, so. I don't like. I don't like white wine at all. Really, I've not found a white. Wine I like that white. Does I like, I like white me. wines. 
Um, that Riesling wasn't bad. Riesling's good. Um, if you find a really good one, there's a lot of really good Rieslings. It was free. It was. Mm-hmm. It was good. I like sweet red. Like I like stuff that I can. Oh drink yeah, for like, breakfast. A, like a Concord. Oh, like uh, like a fucking jar of jelly. Foxy oh red. God. Yes, that was good stuff. Yes, yes, so good. I like that. Um, I like spiced mold wine. Oh, I love spiced wine. Oh, especially oh, Lavender Crest makes a spiced Ooh. one that was really good. Mandy couldn't handle it because it was so much clove, but so fucking good. Spirits are great. Bill is getting crunk, and we are going to be talking about Gurnlog on yet again today. In this episode, I forgot if I said the episode name. It's Simone. Hands off. Yeah. Whoa. And we're finally going to hands get off a- my tits. And we're finally Simon hands gonna- off. <laughs> Hot cup of Simo. Uh- <laughs> that was last. That-, <laughs> that was one. That, 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 that was episode like eight. Episodes ago. That was episode eight, sir. Well, we did not just release that one. Feels like last week. It definitely does. Yeah. Nerd news and. I, I know that we've been kind of doing something a little bit different. This is going to be maybe a little old by the time it comes out. But I do just have to mention, I posted an article on a Questionable Endeavor Network website, actually two, this well, week. Let me guess, let me guess, it has to do with Nintendo. Yes, you're absolutely right. Both is of it, them is did, it, actually. Is it, is it the, uh, the Nintendo, uh, that cardboard thing from yes, Nintendo, that's the what, Play-Doh? Or I wanted to mention it just briefly, um, that Nintendo is an absolute fucking genius company. Because mm-hmm. what kind of bonkers-ass... High tech video game uh, technology company would be like, you know what we need more of? Cardboard cutouts for our video games, and it looks fucking brilliant. And I don't have kids, and I want kids. I might start stealing the people's kids that I know, and just like you can borrow my kid. I'll just make them make. You can borrow this one. Okay, I've got so many children. I'm going to be able to take. All right, <laughs> so <laughs> I shouldn't record that. That sounds like I'm kidnapping. But anyway. But um, she just sent me a bunch of these pictures. So. Adorable. Um, <laughs> but no, Nintendo Labo. If you have not googled out or read the article, go check out my article on the Questionable Endeavor Network website, questendnetwork.com, because it is just fucking bonkers, and it actually is really cool because it fits that whole idea of like edutainment. It's that whole like kind of like you you get these like engineering kits and things that you can you create you, that you can like, create something out of you know like the Lego stuff. But those are like freaking like those some of those Lego sets are like two three hundred dollars. So Labo is neat and I need children and I'm going to I'm going to make them make things and we're going to like play the piano for 10 hours. Dude, and dude, it's gonna be great. dude, we need babysitters so go ahead. All right, cool. Uh so <laughs> I just wanted to mention that it's it's going to be kind of old news by the time this comes it's out. It's a but... marvelous idea, honestly to to be completely honest. Um I think it's a fantastic idea. You know what you know what I think is really funny about that? Like mm-hmm. like you know you say it's interesting, really good. I think it's really good. They, before that was announced, said, this is going to be an announcement for kids. And then, like, your hardcore Nintendo gamers are like, that fucking sucks. This isn't for me. And it's like, they said literally the day before, this is an announcement for kids and people who are kids at heart. And then right. all these, a lot of like, kid at heart. Yeah, exactly. A lot, of, a lot of butt hurt people. Like, this isn't Fire, the new Fire Emblem or Smash Bros. Um, I need so, another Zelda game now. Right, I'm so, gonna go back playing Ocarina of Time. Exactly. So, uh, Bill, did you did you get a chance to look at the video or, or the article for Labo? No, I was running my ass off today. Okay, cool. I didn't know. I, I just didn't know if you'd seen it. I no. didn't think about it. Okay. I meant to. I just never got around That's to okay. it. That's okay. That's okay. Now, granted, I didn't see your article, but I was aware of Labo. Mm-hmm. Leave it. Leave it to <laughs> Nintendo to come up with with unique ideas that that uh, enhance the experience again. Exactly. That was that was my topic, and it was a little bit more newsy than we had been doing. But uh, does anyone have anything they want to chat about before we get right into the episode here? Um, I really don't. Oh, I actually no, I do. Um, <laughs> ah. <laughs> I recently took a look at the uh, Machinima uh, Machinima 
Bless you. Machinima. Machinima, Machinima uh, produced. Machinima. 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 Carry on. All right. I recently took a look at the Machinima produced uh, Transformer series, the uh, Combiner Wars and Titans Return. It kind of sucks because you can only watch them on Verizon's uh, streaming service. Verizon so. has a streaming service? Yeah, it's like 90 Go or something like that. I have no oh. idea. I knew those existed. I didn't know how they find them. Uh, you have huh. to, yeah, yeah. I was able to watch a couple ch- episodes on, like, the first two episodes of Titans Return is on was on YouTube, so I checked it out. I like it. Definitely takes the uh, the series in a direction you wouldn't expect. Essentially, at the end of uh, um, the series is set in G one, and pretty much the the war between the Autobots and Decepticons ended. At, like the start of Combiner Wars, the war had ended. Autobots and Decepticons have a truce and disbanded. Optimus and Megatron left, and uh, Cybertron was in charge of was put in the charge of Rodimus Prime, Starscream, and a new character called the uh, Mistress of Flame. That's weird. I. Th- think that's what the comics were doing too. Yeah. Huh. That's I know there's like a yeah, it's like a a ruling triumvirate yeah. of Cybertron. So this third being is it not an Autobot or Decepticon? No, she's uh she's uh, a transformer from a, another planet essentially. Oh. Like and, the and same planet the character Windblade uh uh is originated from and all that. It was just a really interesting take and I as I said Titans Return is after Combiner Wars. So I was watching that uh watching that and, like they even have a, a point where Rodimus is like, I don't want the Matrix of Leadership anymore. Gets the Matrix removed and goes back to being Hot, Hot Rod. Rod. Yeah. And he's voiced by Judd Nelson. Really? Right on. Yeah. That's pretty I mean, cool. I know they've had some Mark significant in, yeah. voice actors. Um, Mark Hamill's in it. I mean, a lot of people are in it. I've looked at the cast and I'm like, holy crap. I mean, Peter Cullen, Optimus Prime, which is awesome. Jason David Frank plays Emissary. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I was like, holy crap. It's just a shame because... I don't want to have to sign on to another streaming service oh, just yeah. to watch. Nickel and dime you to death. I do want to. I do want to check it out uh, more. I saw like a little bit of the last episode, like they showed Fortress Maximus taking on um, Trypticon. It's interesting. I I just find it really interesting how mm-hmm. pervasive the lore is and how many different shows there really are as part of the Transformers world. And mm-hmm. and I think it's. I didn't realize to the full extent until Bill, you showed me that YouTube channel, uh, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, McFeely, McFeely, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And like he, he kind of walks through, and I just, I've learned a lot. The basics, yeah. Yeah, Transformers, the basics. I, I put a lot of stuff series. together that I, I knew, but I didn't know, I didn't know where. So yeah, interesting lore. Um, you know, and, and different uh, lore variations because you know yeah. there's. Well, that's what I say. It's every every continuity basically took it and ran with it in different directions, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then crossed back into each other and. It's mm-hmm. amazing how toy commercials have turned to so much, you know. Right. <laughs> it's, it's bonkers. Mm-hmm. Anything else before we move on to talk about this episode? Get into the review. I right. guess not. Let's All do right. it. Let's do it. Let's get this over with. Episode 11, Simone, hands off. Simone, are you okay? Are you okay, Simone? <laughs> uh, well, guys, instead of our typical, this is a story of a man, we get an image of a series of blue tunnels leading to a silhouetted white Simone. I like that. Um, I like that as a, as a uh, visual cue. Without needing any any real dialogue to kind of explain what's going on, it's kind of good idea of what's going on with Simone's mental landscape right now. He's, he's just lost. Yeah, and he still has the same fucking dead eyes that just piss me the hell off. But then we go somewhere else, don't we? Yeah, we do. That doesn't really last all that no. long. Um, just kind of gives you that that quick idea. This is where Simone's at right now. He's lost. I, I do have to note in my notes. I wrote. 
if he doesn't overcome this stage of his life soon, I'm going to stop watching this damn show. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> it was just pissing me the hell off. But, spoiler, things get a little better. Yeah. But you're right. We cut away uh, to the generals talking about how Adina screwed up her last fight in the last episode. And apparently she isn't going to come back at all. Apparently she's just done. Right. Well, she's not coming back at all, or is she not coming back until she does what she's supposed to do? What is she supposed to do? Kill him? She said she was... Back she was the, she take said back Daigunzen? Yeah, she said she was not going to return unless she uh, uh, unless with uh, Daigunzen. Yeah, so there's this little general, Guam. Is it Guam or Guame? Guam. Guam. Like the country. Um, Voiced by Doug Stone. Okay, and he offers to take on... Gurren Lagan next. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, Guam is my favorite. <laughs> Guam is, like, the best. He's, like, a little fat kobold, basically. All like, yeah. He's I'm, like an armadillo. Like a pissed-off avocado. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I think the thing Don't is, talk about Josh that way. <laughs> I think the thing is with Guam is that he's definitely the oldest of the generals. But Sinomata even notes to uh, Guam after their discussion with the uh, with Lord Genome is like you know few people can talk to the to the king like that because he pretty much demanded that he was going to take on oh yeah team Daigur and does and, not sit well and and, and, and Lord Genome's like you're telling me what to do okay fine do it and he's like well yeah I know him for so long so yeah well Guame it's okay because Guame says he has a plan and no we'll me. see what you keep saying Guame Guam 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 like the country Guam, like the country, the country of Guam has a plan. Guamamoli. 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 To deal with this. Uh, right. We get our title card, and so we shift off. to the good guys. We get a shot of Lagan all beat up and dismantled. A box idiot looks perplexed at this box mess. Box idiot. Sorry, Bill's got yep, me. Box to, idiot. Yeah, Bill's no, got me to say it. I'm Nia. sorry. Uh, Nia. I, I do enjoy you Nia. You love Nia. I do like Nia. She's so sweet and adorable. And she she's perplexed at it. She's wondering what's going on. She asks, you know, what all this is. And Keaton shows up, shrugs it off, and just says, yeah, that's garbage. Nia does rightfully point out that, that that's actually Simone's. Right. What do you guys think about the fact that Keaton is all just like, yeah, fuck that guy. We're just going to throw his mech away. <laughs> They're pissed. That seems like kind of stupid to throw his mech away. I mean... Especially how useful it is. You think somebody else would at least try driving it? Yeah. Or we'd see somebody else try driving it? Do you think they did off camera at all? Or do you think they're just like so pissed at Simone that they just gave up on it? I mean, they don't show that they tried it. Right. They don't have the key, but they yeah, can take it from him. They don't have the core drill. You know, it's a whole like sword in the stone sort of scenario, I bet. Maybe somebody tried and they're like, no. Yeah, but after Arthur pulled the sword out of the stone, you could have just trounced him and took the sword. Fair enough. Especially well, if he's a whiny little bitch. Yeah, Arthur the whiny little bitch. Um, although he was in some incarnations. It wouldn't have been the first time that the show doesn't show something that's actually happening, though. Right. We see that in an actual episode where it's just like, let's just stare at Tits McGee for ten minutes while Speaking stuff of happens. Yoko, actually, one of the things, <laughs> one of the things that, that kind of uh, aggravates me in this episode yeah, is... Yeah, I want to talk about this. Yoko gets all bitchy about, about Simo. She but, says... Mm-hmm. There's no place here for someone who can't pull their uh, pull his own weight. Right. Woof. And she's sick of his shit too. But here's the thing: we even show a still image earlier where everyone is is badgering Simone in his room, and it shows Yoko kind of pushing them away from from him yeah. and kind of have that concern earlier. Look. And now she's sick of his shit too. I guess. But that seems such like a, it seems like an out of nowhere. It does seem out of nowhere. Term. I kind of agree with that too. Again, I mean, maybe they should have given us more time of him being a bitch. And I think I mean, we even we don't go want back it. to her no. being God, a little no. bit more supportive of, of uh, Simone later in the episode as well, kind of going back to being that, that sisterly vibe of him. Right. I mean, I get it. Yeah, you can get a little pissed off about it, but it just seems out of nowhere, and, and it just seemed like conflict for the sake of conflict when it comes to uh, um, Yoko. 
Speaking of Simon, he's Simone. carving out tons of kaminas out of rock. What the actual fuck? All right, he's... There is no therapy in the future. <laughs> he is coping as best he can. Because <laughs> I guess his friends... Did... He's, he, he doesn't have his friends that, that they all basically abandoned him. Well, did you notice what, what material he's actually building, uh, making his uh, Kamina statues out of? Rock? Um, rock, yeah. I mean, it's... From the walls of Daigunzan. If you look at, if you look at um, the, the wide shot, you'll see numerous large holes. No, oh, well, I guess that wall. makes sense. Oh. Like, where did he get like, the rock Like, he from? drilled it out, and that's where he's he's making his, uh, oh. his, his no, Kamina statues. No, that makes sense. I mean, where the hell would he get rock? Exactly. So, um, the ground? That's what I was about to say, but Bill. They're, but they're on the ship. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, Nia sneaks up on him, and of course he freaks the hell out, because yeah. I would freak out, I yeah. suppose. Uh, Simon then asks her if he's crazy. Yup. <laughs> I, mean, like, I don't know anything. Like, like, wow, these are really nice pieces of art, and he's just kind of like, oh shit, I'm ashamed. It's like, kind of like he was caught masturbating. Right. Like, oh, I'm not doing anything, I promise. And she's just like, they're really nice. He, well, I mean... He is creating a um He's... a memorial of his. It looks really dead. big. Yeah, it's and very hard. wet right now. It's very uh, hard. <laughs> oh lord, um, what is the sex you talk about? Um, so uh, Nia says that she can see how much Simone cares mm-hmm. for Kamina by the worksmanship and the craftsmanship. And yeah, the no care and the attention yeah. and the little white uh, drops that are uh, on some of the pieces. I mean, wrong anime. Oh, uh, Simon talks about how that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, Simon talks about how everyone in the old village hated him, but Pro was always by his side. So right. you know he yeah. feels alone. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's not hard to at least understand where Simon is coming from. You know, all of his life or all of his life since his parents' death, he had he had Kamina, and Kamina was central to his life. I mean. And then that support system is gone. What do you do? You're kind of lost for a while. We get an SOS call <laughs> with like these girls. They're all like, "Oh no, we are in trouble!" And that's basically us, better please. voice acting that we actually get on the episode. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Better voice acting. Yeah. Comes that. from the uh, panned, you know. Yeah. Oh my god, we are here! And like a moron, Keaton buys it. Of course he does. And I don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. It's like, and you know, at least I'm glad that the other characters were all just like, dude, it's a trap. Yeah, we shouldn't listen to this. Because, like, I almost so at first obvious. thought everyone was going to fall for it. And I'm like, if everyone falls for this, I'm done with this anime. I'm done. If we don't get a snarky comment from Leron, I'm done. But we got a snarky comment <laughs> from, from Leron. Right. right. So we were good. It, it kept my, right. my faith alive. And, yeah, everyone's like, yeah, it's a trap. And Keaton's like, no, we're going to do it anyway because that's what... Kamina does! All Keaton cares about is saving babes. Keaton's a jabroni. Yeah, he really is. Uh, we uh, go to the village entrance. And <laughs> oh, I love it. Fucking weird scene. I love the line, though, first, when they're coming down, and, uh, you know, you, you hear, you know, they're, they're going on about it. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a village composed of nothing but women. And you just hear Leron just go, what a horribly dreadful place. <laughs> <laughs> I I do enjoy that. Um, there's a cannon. There's military-looking gunmen guarding the hole and the ground. The weird little dude on the ship. Um, uh, Attenborough. Yeah, the weird little dude. He uh, he orders <laughs> that they fire right uh, right after. Well, Keaton says, "Don't fire." And yeah. Attenborough goes, "Fire!" Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I, fires the guns. I I guess I don't I don't know this character, so like it wasn't that funny. It was just I, I think know, he's hilarious because he's just so. He spastic. likes to shoot the guns. He's true. That that's okay. That's he, it. He's a one note okay. character 
But the way they play him up as this spastic gun-toting maniac is... And that, and that one note is, BANG! Ah! <laughs> it is. I find it humorous. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that doesn't work out. Uh, the enemy ends up retreating, though. Yeah. <laughs> Seems way too easy. Right. But they still go in. Yeah, because they're welcomed by a massive group of women with more terrible voice acting. How terrible. And of course... I mean, I can give a little credit because I think the voice acting is supposed to be terrible. It is. It is. No, you're right. I agree. Yeah. But it's it's just still annoying. No, it is. And What then... do you mean, Andrew? Talking <laughs> like this is completely natural and pleasing to the ears. But... Ha ha ha. But they fell for the oldest trap in the book. Surprise aardvarks under the, 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 the hot, not, like, barely dressed women costumes. Obviously. I well, mean, no, the, they weren't even in costumes. They just, the old honey they, part. Move, they move back and the aardvarks show up. The old honey pot aardvarks. Yeah. <laughs> honey pot aardvarks. I love that. Um, <laughs> I don't like that. Um, so, uh, the. You don't like that or you do? Like I don't that? like that. Uh, Keaton flips out. It's like, oh my god, we've been tricked. And everyone's like, yeah. Ugh, idiot. Uh, the whole ship is under enemy control. Guam apparently succeeded kind of easily. Like, he did a good job. Well, He didn't really have to do anything. Guam yeah. points out and goes, well, you know, they're dumb. They think the beastmen are their enemies, so any human would be their ally. Which, that plan should not have worked. There are enough smart people on that ship that it should not have worked. Under Keton's leadership. And frankly, it would have succeeded under Kamina, too. True. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, because... Here's some boobies! Alright. Yeah. Is Keaton the Ultra Magnus of this show? Yeah. Kinda. Like, he just takes over control for a short amount of time and just fucks everything up. Yeah, like up. he seems the obvious person to be the next in command, but oh no, it's the young plucky kid instead. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense, yeah. actually. Yeah. Okay, cool. But yeah, you yeah, know, Keaton, I mean, Keaton was essentially. Does that make Rossio by... Springer? I hope so. Uh, then is Leron Cup? Yeah. Leron's definitely Cup. Alright. And then, does and that does that just make Yoko, Yoko RC. RC just because yeah. they're the only females, really? Pretty much. Okay. Is Nia Daniel? Yeah. 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 Nia's Daniel. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Nia's wheelie. Oh my god! Oh my god, yeah, you're Nia right. Nia is wheelie! Because Andrew oh, loves wheelie. I love Nia. Oh, that, that, make, that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> tracks better than Daniel. I gotta tell you, Guam... Lounging around and sunbathing is what probably the best part of this whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> it is fan fucking tastic. I think it's a great visual too of of his arrogance. No, it's a great be- no, it's great because the real joke is he's a fucking lizard, so he's basking, and that's amazing. Is he a lizard? I don't know. He's more of an armadillo. They're Whatever. They're, are they? Yes. Armadillos are mammals. Oh. Yes. Yeah, they have hair I don't and warm blooded. I don't science, bro. No, he. Ain't oh bushes. man. Shut up. Use uh, a dictionary. I do- Shh. I don't have one right now. You can read. Look Shut up armadillo. I'll, I'll look. I'll look it up later. I will. I will record a bonus episode where I just read the Wikipedia entry for armadillos. Oh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that well, should be a podcast in of itself. What's the plural of mongoose? Mongoose. Mongooses. Mongoosei. Plural of mongoose. Two mongoose. All right, so yeah. uh, we're back on the ship, and they find Nia quickly. More than one mongoose, and take her to Guam. Uh, when she the country, is yeah, it, is it nice there? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she seems to not be that concerned by the fact that she's been taken prisoner. She's not concerned about much because no. she's stupid. <laughs> That's true. When she, but when she when she's taken away, she tells Simon, "You'll never be your bro. You should always be yourself." Which I think is the most important line and from the episode. There. 
first choke up moment hits when that happens because I go ah! a little bit. And then, Josh is like, I will never be my bro. <laughs> Probably. There too. are instances where me not being Steve is a good thing. I'm trying to think of them right now. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> Anywho, while you, while you think of that, Guam is uh, taking back Daigunzim, but first he plans to execute everyone. I... So Guam and Nia have a heart-to-heart. They chat. And I think it turns into, once again, one of Nia's uh, interrogations as opposed to Guam oh, interrogating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she starts asking the questions again. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, this is, this is her being her innocent self and making all kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. We find out a lot of important things mm-hmm. in this scene. Uh, we find out that apparently the Spiral King is immortal. That's yep. important, I suppose. Yeah. Like, how do you beat an immortal guy? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Cut off his head and say there can only be one. That's one way to do it. I saw that documentary. To Queen. <laughs> Documentary. Um, you have to have Queen playing in the background when you do it too. I guess. Um, we also find out that she was sent away because uh, he, the Spiral King was apparently tired of Nia. So apparently, well, the fa- like this this whole daughter thing is not as intimate as we once thought. Well, she. Well, he even points out that she had the audacity to ask him why she was created. Yeah, in that flashback we get. Right. And I she, love. She I asks love that. The, the art style of the uh, of the flashback. When I he's, do uh, too. When he's a telling lot. her about you know when he's telling her the story and she's equating it to this past experience with a doll that broke. Mm-hmm. And he trades the doll in, and I was like, oh, yeah. Guam says that she's too cute to kill. <laughs> so she's given an offer to be a village chief. That's awful nice of Guam. And, yeah, that's also kind of creepy because we find out that that village, essentially they kidnap the pretty girls from other villages, put them in there to eventually become the Spiral King's harem. Yeah, very bizarre. But she's had enough of Guam and slaps him away. <laughs> and he takes it, and, I mean, he flies. So that, I mean, that had to be a... I mean, Guam doesn't look like he's he's all that light. I mean, if anything, he's like 80 pounds. No, there's nothing really that intimidating about Guam. But, I mean, even when you slap something that's 80 pounds, launching it as far as she did, you couldn't do that. Yeah. But then we get my favorite part of, of every episode. The break card. Huh. Didn't see that coming. Wrong <laughs> show. Oh, I know. Welcome to the break card. My name is Andy, and you are now entering year 27 of episode 11 of Gurren Lagan, or at least it feels like it. God, it feels like it. But hey, this one's actually been a little bit better than the previous episodes, so that's a positive. Anywho, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, where you can help support the show monetarily. For as little as a dollar, you get all kinds of great bonus content. For $3, you get access to all of our past episodes. And for more money, you can suggest different shows for us to review and even join us on a future episode like Superfan Matt did a little while back when we reviewed The Irresponsible Captain Tyler. Cannot wait to have him back on here so we can talk about more Captain Tyler. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you're looking for other shows to tide you over in the days that you're not listening to us over here at Tuning Japanese, I would highly recommend you head over to the Questionable Endeavor Network at questendnetwork.com. You've got articles and podcasts and live streams and all kinds of stuff to get you through the hard days. You know, it's, it's a tough life sometimes, and sometimes we just need a little bit of joy. And Quest End has all kinds of joy. Once again, that's questendnetwork.com. And while you're there, head over to our Discord, questendnetwork.com slash Discord, and come talk to us. We're lonely, lonely people. We'd love to chat with you. 
Let's get you over to a quick commercial from our friends over at the Reanimator Podcast. Our friends, our rivals, our amigos, our buddies, and then we'll get you back to our review of Gurren Lagann. Hey, Yata, do you like anime? I do like anime. What about you? I love it! Well, if you love it so much, why don't you marry it, you piece of shit? We kind of did marry it. We did. By making a podcast? It ain't a healthy marriage. It controls our lives. And that podcast is the Reanimator Pod. That's R-E-Animator Pod. And you can hear new episodes every Monday. And here's a little taste. It's Alice in Wonderland meets Inception with an acid-infused EDM rave twist. I like it. Is what I wish I could say. Okay. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I the shot my low too early there. <laughs> Hotro then asked Yuma, Are you turned on? Not in that deep a register. But that's what she asked her. Are you turned on? Turned on yet? <laughs> well, guys, are you turned on yet? If not, I'll keep going. All right. Today, we are going to start. <laughs> well, I, I We're going to start snoozing. I tried to make a dramatic pause. Nobody. That's what they're trying to do. They're eating rocks? They're trying to eat their... Oh, try- yeah! Because they're trying to get out, and they're, like, headbutting and eating rocks and shit. <laughs> and everyone's losing their teeth and everything else, and then... It's a fucking weird scene. It, well, yeah, it, it's, it's Keaton going, We're from underground! We can get out of here! And everyone's trying and failing, and then... Except for Simon. Simon. Except for Simone. Right. And that's... and <laughs> It's spelled Simon on my thing. Simone quietly digging his way out, and then... Yeah, he uses his little, his little drill. So apparently, the you know the fact that he doesn't give up, he makes this headway into the wall using that drill. And Yoko talks about how Kamina always believes and or believed rather in Simone because he's uh, dead in a flashback mm-hmm. uh, to the night that he and Yoko were together. And uh, yeah, you're it's kind of this really cool scene where he he manages to dig his way through mm-hmm. um, and and get into the tunnel. And the whole the whole idea is though that when Kamina is telling the story, his side of it is that he was burned out. Yeah. And he was just kind of running his mouth, but he kept watching Simone working on that drilling. Simone being being motivated by Kamina. Kamina, in turn, was being motivated by Simone because he was quietly working while he was being a blustering fool. And even he kind of admitted to it. He was like, I'm just, I was all talk. Uh, Simone's drill glows, and Lagan bursts through the wall. Yay, Lagan's back! Apparently his fighting spirit maybe has returned at least enough. Essentially, Simone realizes as he's digging, because he's reflecting on the last thing Kamina told him. You know, don't believe in me. Don't believe in the Simone that I believe in. Believe in the Simone that you are. Believe in you. Mm-hmm. And he finally gets it. He realizes what it was that Kamina told him, and it clicked. Yeah. Now we got our log on. Woo! We got Woo! our log on. We logged on. So we go back to the baddies. They realize that Logon is missing, which is weird because <laughs> this is a giant hole. Nia uh, then opens her big mouth. Guam decides to have Simone die first. Yep. Nia stands up for herself, Guam threatens to kill her, and she still keeps her kind of belief in Simone. So, yeah. like, it's interesting. Like, she's the only one who kind of sees the positive of Simone. Sees what Simone is actually capable of. Guam's pissed off with her, is about to pull the trigger, and creepy old man shows up. Yeah. There's something odd about Grandpa. You'll find us later. Grandpa creeps me out. But anyway, uh, Simone... <laughs> He's very, very sneaky. Yeah, Simone then shows up just in time to save Nia... Finally, it seems like Simone is out of his funk mm-hmm. as they float up high into the sky 
it's kind of parallel to the moment when they first break through in like the first episode where mm-hmm. they're all floating up there, uh, Kamina, Simone, and Yoko. Yoko. Mm-hmm. So it's like he kind of gets this moment of clarity. There's the there's the symbolic the, sort of like they're up there in in the air. He sees everything clearly. He sees everything clearly. You know, you got the the, the big open sky, mm-hmm. um, and and a, and a similar sort of scene. And she actually. It basically takes hold of the of the reins and the controls. Well, she um, shares it. I mean, because yeah. Simone, they both work on it, and I think that's a great... They, they both work that lever. Yeah. Yeah. So the fight carries on. Guam transforms his gunman, Jember? Gember. Gember? Gember. Yeah, I couldn't remember. <laughs> uh, apparently, he set up cameras all over the planet so people can watch him fight. Well, projections of the, uh, of, of the fight. He wants Ego? to demoralize all the towns, How all do you the set something like that up? You have minions. Very carefully. I guess. I mean, it's not like it's not. It's not like they have like Twitch or something. They just like broadcast like this across the internet. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right, Rossiu. Yeah, Rossiu takes him. uh, Takes him on. Takes him on uh, inside of Gurin. And Gurin gets eaten. Yeah, that does. Um nom nom nom. Yeah, that does not go well. (laughs) Literally, here it goes. Um nom 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 nom. It kind of looks like a Venus flytrapper or flytrap, I should say. Yeah, I don't get it. It's like the whole thing becomes a giant face. Yeah. Yeah. It's it transforms weird. it transforms through a face with arms and legs into just a big head. Very, right. very bizarre. He would be devoured until Simone shows up. Just in time to help. They combine. We get a brand new transformation sequence. Because mm-hmm. they can't, you know, replay the old one. Right. With right. with you know the drill coming down and almost hitting Kamina. <laughs> right. Just super impose Rossiu there. Just tape him in. Please. Tape him in, yes. Uh Simone gives an impassioned speech and for once. He actually doesn't sound whiny. Okay, I get choked up every time because he because this speech, unlike communist speeches, even though he does talk about himself, he's not talking about him in the same way communist doesn't in the uh, in the uh, sense that oh I'm so awesome. It's more like okay, my brother is dead, but you know what? He's in my heart and he's given me the strength to beat. I don't know what it is about the speech. It doesn't really get me that much. It no. gets me because it's 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 Simone showing everyone that he's like I am not I'm not communist. I am Simone, and I'm going to kick your fucking ass. And I've come out of it. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm I, I get that there's supposed to be an emotional payoff yeah, there. I just don't I, feel I just it. don't like Simone. I just, I cannot like yeah. Simone. Maybe, maybe it's because of the fact that I identify with Simone. He probably is my favorite character in the maybe. series. Maybe that's not um, I just, I just cannot care at all about Simone. I'm trying. Maybe later. I'm hoping later he redeems. But like, like He stops being whiny. That'll help. That'll definitely help. I like Kamina more than Simone. Oh, I love Kamina. Kamina's maybe my... Third, this well, is a big moment in my in my opinion. We get the finishing move at yes, here too, which, which we've seen before, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to make sure. Yes, and uh, the bad guys retreat, which leads us to the aftermath of the episode where Nia asks Simone to take her to a graveyard of discarded princesses, which is really fucking dark, right? Because she realizes that's you know where she came from, that's where you know the box, and she asks everyone to bury. Yeah, they, she wants to give them proper burials, which is really. I mean, that's really sweet and really good, but man. It's also good they have mechs. And yeah, because that's yeah. going to take a goddamn long time. That's yeah. a day. That's, they a, just that's knock, an entire day. Knock a fucking cliff on top of it and just call it done, you know, and buried. Just shoot a big hole in the ground, stick them in there. Yep. But they uh, went with individual markers even, so. Simone returns the favor by telling Nia that she has to be herself, not mm-hmm. someone else. Which I like that. I like that return bit there. I like that he mm-hmm. kind of gives the same sort of advice back. And gives, gives her a beautiful gem. Yeah. That he found while digging his way out of the, uh... You know, there had to be some kind of stasis in there, or she wouldn't be alive at all. So, 
I mean, you think, think those you think they bothered alive? to open a few of those to like I check? Hope they well, the, way, did. the way Guam explained it earlier in the episode is that if she had stayed in the box, she would have died peacefully. So mm. maybe it was like a euthanasia box. But was she the last one to be there? Like, were there ones after her? Because there could have been right. some, some alive ones. Also true. Yeah. I mean, literally, they, they, probably they were checked a few youths in Asia. I don't know that they're in Asia. Here's a really not surprising part. <laughs> it's a Japanese part. anime. Here's something that's not so surprising. <laughs> they decide to make Simon the leader. Because, you know, that's what you do in these types of animes. Because main character. Main character. Main character. Yeah. But I get it. Because he wasn't going to do a knuckleheaded move like, oh, they've got boobs, I'm going to save them. But they left the entire encampment of soon-to-be Spiral King prostitutes all, like alone. They didn't take him with them. Were there actual women there? They yes. They waved him away at the oh, end of the episode. Yeah. I told you, they weren't in disguise. They were hiding. They, the aardvarks were hiding behind them. That's very weird. They should have taken them or something then. Right. Well, they... Uh, they're back on their way to the capital as we end the episode. And that is episode 11 of Gurren Lagan, which once again is Simone Hands Off. Which is more like Simone Hands On now because yeah. he's like taking on a leadership role. But, mm-hmm. um, this is my review. So I guess I'll start with our final segment, which is our kind of recap and just overall thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this one a lot more than the last few. Simone gets out of his funk. Which is great. I don't have to see dead-eyed Simone anymore, which is gonna just, just, it's gonna make me feel a lot better. I love Nia. I like the interactions between the two of them. I like the fact that Nia is so innocent and that she doesn't give up on him, whereas the other people do, even though some of it seems to be a little out of place, like we talked about with Yoko being kind of like down on Simone. Um, but not going down on Simone. Uh, <laughs> if she did, there is a problem solved. <laughs> That's true. Wow. I mean, it's true. No. Yeah. Simone truly becomes a man then. Um, (laughs) but, but overall, there was some, some much better things. I love Guam. I hope that we see Guam at some time later because I fucking love that character. And, uh, yeah, no, we got a lot of interesting backstory. It was one of the better episodes of the 11 that we've watched so far. I would say easily for me top five, Mm. which isn't really saying much because. I don't think I have many of those yet, so... Josh, pontificate. All right, yeah, I, I love this episode. I actually love this three-episode arc altogether. Mm-hmm. I know you guys had a hard time with it, but let me let me kind of explain here, now that we've actually gotten through this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Most animes that you watch, when there's a death of a major character, how long does it usually take for them to get over it? Uh, depends on the anime, really. Okay, how about this? Trigun. Uh... Wolfwood dies. They went one episode, and then that was it. Well, yes. Okay. Yes. And to be fair, there weren't a lot of episodes left by that right. point, though. But, I mean, there's a lot... It's a, it's kind of a trope in anime, and I think it's an unintentional trope, where, oh, major character that was significant to someone dies, and we're fine the next episode. Or we have an, an episode, or even a half episode, to get over it. This series actually took that to a more logical step, that... There's a grieving process. Mm-hmm. There's a character who was defining himself by this major character. The other major character was defining himself by this character, was lost, confused, didn't know how to handle it, and had to find his way out. Mm-hmm. That takes time. That's introspection. That's that's gro- that's character growth. That's character development. It is. You're not wrong, but this kid sucks. I, and that's that's my thing. <laughs> if If I liked this character more from the start, if this character was more interesting, if this character was more likable from the start, I would be completely 100% with you and on board with it. Okay. Absolutely. I just 
hate fucking sea. Whoa, that sounded weird. I just fucking hate sea mode because that, that's why sentence word and word order is very important. Thank you, Mr. Grammar. <laughs> that's why sentence word order. <laughs> sentence order words. <laughs> you cannot Yoda, so don't even try. Uh, that's called inverted syntax. You, that's an actual term, terminology in You don't in hate English. semen. But <laughs> if he was a more sympathetic character, I would be on board. But they, I don't think the show made him as sympathetic as maybe you see him as. And maybe that's because of connection, a connection that you have personally to the character. Right. You guys go, well, I fucking hate Simone. How were you friends with me back in high school then? Because that was know. me in high school. <laughs> I, I had no confidence. I was whiny. We met I you was... when you were smoking a lot of weed. That's no, true. I wasn't smoking a lot of weed then. Oh. I don't think that's true. I smoked more weed after high school than I did in high school. Back to what I'm saying is that as, okay, as the person that does like Simone, and yes. I love, one of the things I love about the series is that, yes, it's, it's Simone's growth. It's Simone going through her hero's journey, Simone becoming a man, all that, however you want to look at it. Yeah. This is a significant point in the series. It's a big turning point in the series because. God, I hope so. Simone has finally realized himself. Yeah. Who is he with, you know, without needing to look at anyone else. Yeah. To define him. He didn't even need Nia to define him. She just nudged him. No, you're right. You know, Kamina was kind of like, I'm going to drag you kicking and screaming, and in the end, you're going to thank me. Nia's just like, you got this. Boop, little nudge. And that was it. And he finally figures himself out. On top of that, there's just some, as you said, a lot of great other story beats. Not just, not just Con- or Simone's story. You know, you get a little bit more about Nia and how Lord Genome viewed her as nothing more than a doll that ultimately needed to be replaced. Some of the animation is fantastic. Fantastic. Like that, uh, when she's having that flashback with the doll. I think that was some gorgeous animation. Yeah. The voice acting was great. Even this bad voice no. acting is an obvious oh, trap. I know. It's, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. There it comes. Yeah. I laughed at it. And I mean, I, I really do love this episode. It's definitely on my top five as well. And I've seen all 26 episodes. Bill, help us out here. What do you, what do you think of this episode? Sum it up for you, for us, please. It's not any worse than anything else. I don't know that's a lot better. I wasn't gripped in enjoying this. But I'm glad we're done with dead-eyed, whiny-ass Simone. At least Preach it. extra whiny-ass Simone. I will agree, if it went on any, any, any longer than three episodes, I would have had an issue with it, too. Yep, like I said in my notes, I'd be done with the show. You'd be finding another host for the last 13 or 14 episodes. No, we will Your drag- show. Oh, shit! We'll just change anime! That's an idea... That's an option? No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, anyway, carry on. Carry on, Bill. Quick. That's wink, about it. Wink. I mean, at least we can move on. That helps. I can see why you like Guam. Guam's great. I think Guam's great Great character design. He's a fun yeah. character. Yeah. Oh, did you guys notice that right before the gig drill break happened, uh, his mech threw him out like like a, oh! uh, like in G.I. Joe? Like, whenever the planes that. blew up in G.I. Joe and you saw the guy coming, jumping out with the, uh, with the parachute. I didn't see that. They did that. Nice. No, yeah. I, I missed that myself. Mm-hmm. Well, that was episode 11. We are going to be back with episode 12. Yoko, will you do me a favor? Oh, that's a good episode, too. And not because of the bikinis. And I've not seen it. So we'll find out and get our beach bikini on next time on Tuning Japanese. Josh! Get us out of here. Thank you for listening to Tuning Japanese. Oh, Lord. A podcast where three dudes in their 30s oh, fuck. talk about anime. He's just being a butthole. <laughs>
Creating and raising children is a pastime for me. I'm Josh. I'll never be your bro. I'm Bill. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't agree with that. Uh, and I'm good for nothing but digging. My name is Andy, and we will see you next time. Bye. Happy birthday, Poe. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Home Stars, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, the Reanimator Podcast, Taco Tuesday Podcast, Nerd Control, and our newest show, Hairless Pretenders. right there on my back and here in my heart he lives on as a part of me <laughs> if you're gonna dig dig to the heavens no matter what's in my way i won't stop once i've dug through it means that i've won you what what are you talking about just who the hell do you think i am i'm simon i'm not my bro i'm me